Matthew chapter number 14, and when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. See, God already knows. Some of you who think you're all alone, the Lord knows. He spent many a times alone. And he prayed. But the ship was now in the middle of the sea, tossed with, with waves, and the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. You think he didn't know they were in trouble? You think the storm took them by surprise? I think he knew what was coming. But he stepped out, walked out on the sea. And they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. I'm going to preach for just a little bit, and I'm, I may be preaching to myself this subject, but I'm going to preach on I'm desperate. I'm desperate. I know in preparing for this and, and feeling, the, feeling after the Spirit, I'm, I'm going to be preaching at somebody who's going through something right now. I'm going to be preaching to somebody who's in troubled waters. I'm going to be preaching to somebody who is in a, a troubled state right now, but I want you to know I hear the word of the Lord saying, Come. In the midst of the storm, I'm hearing him say, Come. But I want you to know you can sit in that chair and you could leave this building the same way you've walked in. But there's got to be a response to you. There's got to be a response to me. We just cannot sit nothing and expect something to happen pray with me father in your name lord i pray that you would have your way in this service lord i am going to give as you have given me lord i want you to speak through me the words that need to be heard today but, Father, in the name of Jesus, I break any fear. I break any worry. I pray, God, that you would just come down in this place, Lord, and do just exactly what it is you want to do in this place, Lord. Set your people free in the name of Jesus. And I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory, God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Clap your hands one more time. I was very amazed this week as I was listening to the news and I was at a place where the news was being broadcast and there was a story of a man who was a passenger in a, in a single engine plane that the pilot for some reason had a medical issue and just simply passed out right at the, uh, right at the pilot's, pilot's seat and, and slumped over and, and this, this man sat in the, in, in the passenger was kind of Cessna type plane this man took it upon himself to step up into the cockpit and take control of the plane as the flight controller was giving instructions of, of what you need to do on your approach and, and he, he guided him and he led him in and, and showed him and the man landed the plane and 
And they asked him what, what it was that made you do this. And he said, I just couldn't sit and do nothing. I just could not sit. I had a choice. I could either stay where I'm at and perish, or I could get up and try to do something. And I believe that's what's happening in, in somebody's life. There's some things going on, and, and you don't know exactly what to do. But I want you to know, stepping out today and believing today and praying today and worshiping today is what is going to get you through this, that we have to just not do anything. If we don't do something, surely we are going to perish. So he stepped out of his seat, and he walked up to the cockpit. He got into the co-pilot seat and began communication with the control tower and got some instructions on what to look at on the instruments. He got some instructions on what to do and familiarized himself with, with the rudders and, and how the plane responded and reacted. And he was able to guide that plane down and landed it on the airport. And I want you to know that's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. But he said, if I did nothing, I would have died. If I just stood, stood there helpless, we would have perished. But I want to preach a message to somebody today. Someone needs to get desperate enough to step out of that comfort zone. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. It's comfortable in that seat. It's comfortable being right there. But I want to speak to somebody that today we may have to step out into the deep. We may have to get out of that boat of comfort and step into some unfamiliar territories. It's not like me to stand up during the preaching. It's not like me to go down to the altar while the preaching's still going on. It's not like me to shout out a victory. It's not like me to dance, but I want you to know that just may be the catalyst that brings victory to your life today. That just may be the catalyst that brings God's spirit right down to your situation. Because somebody needs to get desperate. You got to do something that shows you're desperate. Forget about protocol. Forget about what you've planned, all the things that you've kind of laid out. Forget about what makes sense. Because as, a, as Brother Wilson taught, sometimes there's some scriptures that, that you read that just don't make sense. When the guy approaches him blind and Jesus just simply spits on the ground and makes some mud and, and, and washes that on his eye, that don't make sense to me. Mud's not ice have. Doesn't make sense. Today it doesn't make sense how if I step out in faith and come to these altars with my hands raised that God will be waiting for me at these altars. It doesn't make sense how I praise and worship and God just comes into this place. It doesn't make sense, but it happens. So I'm preaching to somebody who is planning a plan B and a plan C. Can I say this? You have to abandon plan B and you have to abandon plan C because God wants you to step out in faith today. God wants you to put that need in his hands today and then let go of it. Because I'm preaching to somebody who's going through a desperate time. Can I say we live in some crazy times? We live in some desperate times. But I want you to know even though the world seems to be going crazy. And even though everything seems to be in chaos in there. It doesn't mean that God's people have to live in chaos. It doesn't mean that God's people have to live desperately. But I want God to know I'm going to praise him through this storm. I'm going to praise him through whatever is happening. Because I know he's got me. And I want you to know church that he has got you. 
because there are some that are going through a time of hurt. Somebody's in a time of confusion. Somebody's going through a time of pain right now, a time of spiritual attack, a time of just so much chaos and anxiety. But I want you to know that God has already started something in this service. And he's going to see it to the end. And I want you to know that God has got you. I used to love it. When I could reach up and hold my dad's hand. Because I knew it was going to be okay. I want somebody to know you walked into this place struggling. You walked into this place weak today. But God's hand is outstretched towards you right now. All you have to do is respond. Respond and take it. So I'm preaching to somebody's faith today. I'm preaching to somebody's spirit today. Because pride will tell you just to sit there. Pride will tell you just to, to stay there and admit nothing's wrong. Just, just you'll get through this and you'll weather the storm. But I want you to know that pride can do some damage. Your pride tells you just to go through the motions. Your pride tells you just to sit there and remain quiet and just hurt in quiet. But your spirit is telling somebody right now, get desperate, do something crazy, don't just sit there, praise him a little bit louder, worship him a little bit harder. Too many passive-aggressive Christians sit in churches knowing, well, God already knows what I'm going through, so I don't have to do anything. Yeah, he knows what you're going through. But sometimes we got to do something. Listen, I could sit in my home Monday through Friday and sit in that arcade and play games all day. But if I'm to go out and make sales, guess where I need to be? I need to get this carcass out of bed, and I need to go in my territory, and I need to meet with my dealers, and I need to sell. Well, I could just sit in my house and, you know, phone rings, I'll answer it, and, and what have you. No, it, call, it makes me get up and do something. There's days where I don't want to get out of bed. There's days where I don't want to travel all over God's creation. There's days where I don't want to have to deal with, with mean people. But you know what? It causes me to get out and do something. Sis, you know what would happen if I never go visit that, that big dealer across town? I ain't never going to get sale out of them. I have to knock on that door. I have to do something, get a hold of them. And in the kingdom, it's the same. You can sit there and say, well, God will do it in his time. Well, I've already done this, and this has already happened, and this situation's already set in concrete. But let me say this. If you can get out of your comfort zone, and you can offer up God a sacrifice of praise, that gets God's attention. That gets God's attention. You know what? There's a new guy right in here in town, GNS Heating, right in downtown Pontiac that I visited. They got a big York. Right there. And I walked in and they said, well, you know, York Distributor does this and they do that. And okay, so I started digging a little bit deeper. I'm like, what do they do for advertising? Well, they make us pay for our own advertising. I'm like, so they make you pay for their product to sell. So then I got real clever. Well, here's what I do for my customers. Did, 
those yard signs you got, did they pay for those? No, we had to pay for those. I give 12 out free to every one of my customers that I set up. Those flyers you got uh, that, you know, the color slicks to show a customer. No, we got to pay for those. Really? So I walked in last week. I had my Heil folder. I had my color literature, and I placed that in his lap. I said, here you go. I had Heil magnets. I had Heil stickers. I had everything. I said, here you go. Well, how much is this? I don't charge my customers anything to sell my product. They had to pay $200 to have folders for they had to pay $300 for ink pens. They had to pay all of this stuff. I'm like, what about hats? We got to pay for that. You want some Heil hats? You want a Heil t-shirt? Guess what? I've sold him one, two, three, four, five air conditioners in one week. But had I not gone in and had I not got out of my comfort zone and started knocking and done something, I would have got if you come into a service and you offer zero prayer and you offer zero worship and you offer zero sacrifice, guess what you're going to walk out with? Zero. You want to know why I offer up a sacrifice of praise? Because I'm ready for my God to do some miracles in some lives. I'm ready for my God to touch somebody. I'm ready for somebody to receive something. So that's why I get out of my comfort zone. Yeah, I don't like jumping up and down. And I don't like working up a sweat. But if God is going to do something, he's worthy of that praise. Because nothing from nothing leaves what? So I'm preaching to somebody right now. You're, you're in the eye of the storm. And I say this. you got to touch the master. you got to get to where he's at because I know where he's at, everything's going to be okay. And I'm not preaching any story, the story that's unfamiliar to anybody. I bet Gracie's heard this story already in Sunday school. We've all heard it. So I'm not teaching anything new. This is not an earth-shattering message, Brother Wilson. We've all heard the story. Because he just fed 5,000, which is a miracle in itself. He sends the multitudes away and launches out the disciples, the fledgling church, in a boat. Decides he's going to go up and pray. While he's up praying, the storm comes through. In church, I went Thursday night down to St. Louis to a Christian concert. Me and my friend were eating at Bandanas in St. Charles, and we got a show before the show. Two tornado warnings while we were there eating. That little scenery that Zachary put out there, that, that swirling little during Carissa's song, yeah, that's what it looked like. It was weird because everybody's phone went off in the restaurant at one time. It was like a choir of phones going off at one time. It was awesome. So me being me, asked Jeff, do you want to go out on the balcony? <laughs> it was turning yellow. It was turning green. It was, it was just, I was, I was amazed. I was, I was happy. Never hit. It went to the south, but that's okay. Same thing. A storm develops while the disciples are in this boat. Now, mind you, these are fishermen. These are men, I'm sure, have gone through several storms. These are men that, that know these waters. They know how to respond to whatever the conditions are of that time. But something happens where the storm just seems to be getting the better of them. 
But just in the worst of times when they thought this was it, the boat's going to capsize. Something unusual happens, and, and, and Jesus decides to come down a mountain, to come out of his prayer meeting, to start walking on the water. Can I say Jesus will arrive in strange times? in strange ways. He may show up at an altar call right here today. He may show up when somebody stands to worship him. He may just show up at a home prayer meeting. You never know how Jesus is going to show up. All I know is in your time of desperation, in your time of calling out to God, he will show up and he will deliver. Wind whipping these poor guys in the face and Fear on all of them. But Peter, my hero, the one who just seems to step out and open his mouth up, sometimes at the wrong time, sometimes saying the wrong things. I know none of y'all are like that. But just when things seem like it was lost, Jesus steps onto the scene. And I like what Jesus said. In the midst of a hurricane, in the midst of a water that's filling up, or a boat that's filling up with water. In the midst of all this, he says this. Don't be afraid. God, have you seen what's going on around here? Did you see that lightning bolt that just hit the water about a, a, a few yards out? Do you hear this thunder and the wind? And, 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 he just, and I, I don't think he said it in a scared, desperate voice. I just think he said, don't be afraid, guys. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But Peter, standing up, right in the midst of all of this, stands up and says, God, if it's you, bid me come. Just tell me to come. Because if it's not you, I'm going to stay right here in the boat. In that moment of truth, when Peter stands up and decides he's going out there where Jesus is. Storm or no storm. Miracle or no miracle. I'm stepping out. Not knowing exactly what's going to happen. Either there's going to be a testimony or there's not going to be a testimony. Because either I'm going to live through this. Or I'm going to die through this. But either way, I'm stepping out. Can I say, there's going to be a testimony that comes out of you stepping out of your, un, your comfort zone. Stepping out of your boat of heart. Uh, and stepping out of your boat of confusion. And stepping out of your boat of anxiety. And stepping towards the master with your hands raised in air. And I can guarantee you, there will be a testimony of look what God has done. Look what the Lord has done. Can I say, there's a miracle that is getting ready to take place. Place here today there's something that's getting ready I feel God's spirit urging me on to tell somebody if you will just put on a spirit of praise today that great things are going to happen I don't know about you but I'm ready to see great things I'm ready to see the miraculous I'm ready to see healings take place I'm ready to hear somebody get behind this pulpit and testify I came to church sick I came to church hurting but I walked away free I walked away clean I walked away with my miracle but you gotta decide right now how am I gonna respond to this word what if I stand up and nothing happens? 
What if I come forward and nothing happens? Can I say, sometimes faith doesn't come with feelings. I don't live by how I feel. Because this morning I felt horrible. I felt horrible. But I said, God, you gave me a word to speak. So pain or no pain, sickness or no sickness, I'm going to deliver this word. Can I say, we don't go by how we feel. Because there's going to be days where you don't feel like getting out of bed. There's going to be days where you're wondering what is going on. I've prayed and I prayed and I prayed and nothing's happening. I'm going to keep knocking, God. You haven't answered yet, but I'm going to keep knocking. Let me say this, fear. Fear will cripple your walk with God. I've seen fear cripple a life, a once vibrant life full of joy, a life full of laughter, and I've seen how fear just handicapped them and crippled them. But God is not a God of fear. In Jesus' name, I break every chain of fear right now. I break every spirit of fear that tries to hinder the church. I break every spirit of fear that has tried to hinder a saint of God. You don't belong here, and you don't belong in their lives. And I cast you out of this place in Jesus' name. But I pray peace would cover this church right now. I pray joy would cover this church. Can you imagine the moment of truth when Peter stepped out of that boat and actually started walking? While the others sat there in the comfort of their pew inside that boat. Peter, you can go out if you want to. I'm just going to stay right here. I'm just going to hang out and see what happens here. I'm just going to wait for the boat to finally collapse. And I'm just going to wait for the waters just to totally uh, overcome me. But you go ahead. I'm, I'm just going to stay right here. And sometimes the pews or the chairs that we're in right now can seem like so much to break free from and stand up and admit, God, I need you. See, my thinking back when I was younger was I don't want to go to the altar because everybody's going to know something's wrong with me. Isn't it amazing how mine will work? Sitting over here praying that God would, would touch me and heal me and heal my mind all the while thinking, I bet they're thinking, man, what kind of sinner is he going up to the altar? Well, I got news for you. I got news for you. We're all in that we're all We're all sinners and we all need grace. From the pastor on down to the saint, we're all because we mess up. We fall down, but we get right back up. Dust those leaves off and start again. How pathetic of a father would I have been watching my children try to walk 
and laugh at them and tell them just to stay on the ground after they fall. How many has done this as a parent? You put your child on that bicycle, you take the training wheels off, and you're ready to teach them how to ride a bike that you just hold on to the bike and here you are running behind them, sometimes beside them, until they don't know it, but you eventually just let go of the bike. Oh, they do fall over. But then there's the... There's the dad. You did good, man. You, you went five feet this time. Put them back on the bike. They start pelling. You start running again. And you're there when they fall. And sometimes we're that way. One still looking back. If God's got his hand on, on the bike you're riding. Are you still with me, God? I had one child. I don't know if it was Zachary or if it was Chris or they... They, they could ride in the grass, but as soon as they got, came close to the concrete, they went down. They ain't riding on that asphalt. On grass, they'll ride away. As soon as that asphalt comes about, they fall. I want somebody to know. God may have let go of the bike, but he's still running beside you. He's still right there. He's just waiting on us to say, all right, are you ready to do it on your own? I seen on eBay this week, I thought I would just shock the church. I seen on eBay for $25 a unicycle. How would that be, preaching on a unicycle? Well, that ain't going to happen. God's really going to have to have his hand on my back and upon me for that to happen. But I've seen people that are so scared to get up out of their seat. I've seen people that will be white-knuckled trying to hold on to the seat in front of them because they're fearful of what's going to happen, fearful of what happens if I go down to the altar, fearful of what happens if nothing happens. But who knows, when you step out of that pew, you might just be walking on water. Who knows, God may see your desperation. You may only get two or three steps towards this altar, and he may already be reaching out his hand to grab you. Who knows, I just may get that miracle. Who knows? I just might get back what the devil stole from me. Who knows? I might get that joy back. Who knows? I might get that peace back. Who knows what the miraculous would hold down here if we would just step past our worries, doubts, and fears. Who knows what will happen? My mind may get a healing. I'll say that again to all those people with crazy minds. Your mind may get the healing that it needs. Who knows? My body may get that healing that it needs. Who knows? My situation might work out before I even get to these altars. Who knows? My ministry 
just might grow even before I get to these altars. But I feel, as I said before service, I'm preaching to somebody who feels like God has abandoned you, like you're worthless. You see everybody else being blessed, but you're over here. You think the miracles and God's hand is for everybody else, but not for you. Let me give you the account of a lady who was known as the, the Syrophoenician woman. She had a daughter who was vexed with the devil. Let me tell you something. When your children hurt, that's hard for a parent to go through. When your children are in need, it's hard for you just to sit and do nothing. Because we would go overboard for our children. And she did. You see, she didn't fit into the, the, social, the social culture of that time. She just didn't fit in to the normal fabric of Jewish society. And here she comes trying to get to Jesus. Just so that he would pray for her, her child that was vexed with the devil. And Jesus just stood there. Jesus, if you just heal my daughter, she's vexed with the devil. And the same Jesus that laid hands on lepers, the same Jesus that would pray for the sick, healed blinded eyes, didn't even look at her. She kept on, Jesus, you've got to touch my daughter. And then he goes as far as to call her a dog. It's not fit for the king's meat to go to the dogs. Most of us would have got up and walked out. You don't call me a dog. I'm not a dog. But she kept pressing and pressing. I may be a dog, God, but even the dogs get to eat of the scraps of the master's table. And something rose in Jesus. He saw her faith and said, go, your daughter is fine. Don't let your mind tell you you're not worth going to the altar. Don't let your situation blind you and saying it's never going to change because if you press you're going to find that God's hand is here all the while they called him blind Barometus for a reason he couldn't hear it's a joke because he was blind and he had an issue he wanted to be healed Anybody here want to be healed? So he did what he could. He called, caused a disruption. In fact, everybody's telling him just to, just to be quiet. Leave the master alone. Don't bother him. But didn't stop the man who had a need. Didn't stop the man who needed Jesus to really heal him. But he cried out even louder. Jesus, son of David. I 
always find it interesting how Jesus always asks the question, what do you want? To the blind man, what do you want? You got a Big Mac on you? What do you think I want? He knew what he wanted. That's why it says, ask and you shall receive. Jesus wants to hear it from our mouth. God, here's what I need. God, I need a healer. God, I need a provider. God, I need a peace giver. I need a joy giver. Speak it with your mouth. There's life and there's death in the power of this thing right here. We can talk blessings and we can speak blessings or we can kill something with our mouth. Let me say this as a, a man and a husband and a father and all, all that comes with that. All it takes is one thing out of his mouth, and it was not a happy household. Now, no elder hasn't gone to the problem. He, he, I know he, he, he never says anything that gets himself in trouble. And I honor you. That's right. You've raised him right. Well, I haven't. And I've said the wrong thing at the wrong time. But I also learned how to say the right thing at the right time. I love you, baby. And I always will. And that'll never change. You see, there's life and there's death and the power of this. Speak life today. Speak life. My family will be saved. Speak life. The situation's going to work out. Speak life. My family member's going to be touched. Speak life. Because we tend to go to the negative so easy. Ain't no hope now. I guess it's just over. I done blew it. Heard this so many times. You made your bed and I lie in it. I got a nice bed at home, so I'll lay in it all day if I have to. But you know what I'm talking about. You made that decision. Now, you have to suffer the consequences of it. Yes, there's a consequence to our sin. But I'm speaking life in this situation. It's not over until God says it's over. And I'm going to continue to put my hope and my faith and my trust in him. Jesus. Jesus. I know you're healing, busy healing minds.
if you don't need anything right now, you better be praising for those of us who do need something here today. If your world is all good and everything's fine in your little spectrum, you better, better be praying for those that come up to these altars. You better be have hands outstretched. God bless them. God touch them. And you better be opening your mouth and praising God that you don't have a need in this world. Stand with me. Sister Sanchez, come up here. I feel the unction of the Holy Ghost. You look at all of these things that happened throughout the Old and New Testament because it's full of stories. It's full of people that did some crazy things to get their miracle. One dug a valley of ditches. One poured oil into an empty container, all that she had. Some walked 13 times around a walled city that looked impossible. Some were stuck inside a prison wall. Some were told to dip in the River Jordan. One man threw a rock at a giant. shook a snake sister Haley off into the fire that was latched on his arm what's your story going to be what's your story going to be sister Clara put me to shame so many times that poor sweet dear dear lady in all of her infirmity and of all her trouble that she was in. She didn't let that stop her. But how many, how many remembers the victory laps that she started? But what will your story be? Will you be the one to start a victory march? Will you be the one to walk up to the altars before the service is even over? Will you be the one to cry out to God for your need in front of everybody? Will you get desperate for your need? Because I hear the cloud of witnesses right now. I hear the cloud of witnesses. I got all the oil and provision for my family when I gave everything I had. I saw that giant fall down when I threw that rock. I saw those waters. Come on, what's your story going to be? What's your testimony can be? I pray that you come out of these altars right now with a praise on your lips. I pray that you come up to these altars with a boldness because God's about to set somebody free. God's about to touch somebody's mind. Come on, let's create an atmosphere for the miraculous. What do you need from God today? Come up and claim it right now. Claim your healing. Claim your miracle.
in the name of Jesus. Come on, there are witnesses whose leprosy were healed. There's people who were raised from the dead. What's your story going to be? What's your testimony going to be? Come on, praise Him for it right now. Raise your voice and worship. Come on, I feel God in this place. I feel Him touching. Cry out to God right now. Cry out to God right now. Get desperate with Him. There's a loosening that's taking place in the spirit right now. Loose your praise on him. Loose your praise on him. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. God, I need healing. God, I need your touch. Cry out right now.